Blog Talk Radio. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Real Talk with Desiree and Kaylin. This show is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. Todo el mundo, as Kaylin Patterson would say. If you are a drug-free athlete that is looking for a solid foundation to drive your goals, <laughs> like a Mack truck through ice cream, <laughs> if you're looking for a solid foundation as well as a vehicle to drive your goals, there we go, like a Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at p4pmuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, your forgetful hostess with the mostess, and my cohort, Kaylin Patterson, will be with us momentarily, and uh, you would think after five years I would have that shtick down, but um, you know, I only do it every once in a great while, so Kaylin, Kaylin has got the corner on the intro, and actually, you know what, after five years, I think we are ready for a new intro, like even a pre-recorded intro. Wouldn't that be so fantastic? <laughs> you wouldn't have to listen to our shenanigans day in and day out when we have our shows. But hey, you know, maybe that's part of the charm of Real Talk with Desiree and Kayla. You just never know what you're going to get. You just never know what you're going to get, kind of like this weather I don't know what's going on where you are, but it uh, we got uh, five inches of snow yesterday. And uh, this same time last year, we were shooting senior pictures with my daughter in short sleeve shirts last October, October 2019. And now October 2020, uh, October 20th to be exact, we have snow. And that is just absolutely crazy. And what's even crazier is that uh, I'm supposed to be camping with my uh, church youth group this weekend as well. So uh, we're not we're not canceling. We're going to get out our uh, heavy-duty camping gear, and we are going to go for it. So if everybody wants to say a little prayer, a little prayer for us, um, especially my husband, he is not looking forward to it at all. But he's being a trooper. He's being a trooper. He's going along. He's going to be there. So uh, we are all, we're all going to be good. We are all going to be good. So you know what, guys? The bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding season is rocking and rolling as much um, as it could be. So lots of shows going on, and we are going to be discussing the OCB Natural Viking this show. So um, hold on to your hats. We're going to get ready to run through those announcements. Um, but in the meantime, we've got a message here from a listener, so I want to share that with you and get your thoughts while we are uh, waiting for Kalen to uh, joining us so he can uh, roll through those uh, OCB Natural Viking placings with us because he was judging. Again, this man just never rests. If he's not competing, he's judging. And if he's not judging, he's just being a fan. It's uh, it's pretty uh, awesome. It takes a lot of time. So here's the message. Here's the message. He's saying, hey, 
Not sure if you saw this, but the USBF just announced that the organization is no longer offering the classic physique division since they believe natural bodybuilding is that classic looks. Um, what do you guys think about that? Is that worth having a show to talk about um, thoughts on that category? Should or shouldn't it be offered? Should classic physique be offered? Is there enough difference between bodybuilding, quote-unquote, and then classic physique other than the posing? And should it just be one one category and just do away with it altogether? Because there is that fine line that we have been wrestling with ever since classic physique was introduced. And uh, that is, you know, what makes a classic physique contender and what makes a bodybuilding contender and what is the difference? And is it truly just the posing? So, and it's kind of like... Um, you know, the newer figure category that you see in the INBA, PNBA, where they have the one-piece suit. The posing is typically the same. It's just the difference in the posing suit, and is that really necessary? I am a fan. Um, I like to see the difference of the two, but if you have one physique that is going to win in traditional figure, and then they switch up from a two-piece posing suit to a one-piece posing suit, you would assume that that same person would win the same category because the physique hasn't changed. And unless there are different individuals that are that are competing from one category to a next, if the winning physique is in both, then, you know, is it, is it really needed? Is it just another ploy to uh, bring more money in? because you have athletes that want to compete in both. Is it really necessary? And I'm not saying that I have the answer. I'm throwing out more questions than I have answers. But if you guys are interested in uh, diving into that discussion further, let us know. Let us know, and we will pull together a show on that. So I appreciate having, you know, your questions, peaking thought. Send those in. We definitely want to have those. You guys have been kind of quiet Please lately, do. so we wonder if you're still out there hanging, hanging in there with us. But uh, that, that's a good one, Kaylin. What, what are your thoughts on that question? Should classic physique still be a division, or do you think the USBF – has it right it by removing it from their roster? Well, if uh, I'd like to talk to them first before I gave a definitive answer because the one thing I said when it first came out, you know, was like, okay, I, I can see why we're trying to keep pace with another organization or another affiliation being the enhanced. They're, they're not the uh, there's been a lot of times we've followed suit with what they've been doing, trying to match the pace with them. And I think we have our own identity and understanding of what bodybuilding and true bodybuilding is. I wouldn't want to keep pace with anyone because then you're not doing things innovative or creative for yourself. I've learned that in every team sport I've been a part with. So I'm interested to see their reasoning behind it. I, I have an idea but I definitely don't want to speak for anyone who can speak for themselves. So that's my understanding of it. That's why I was always questioning the point of it. And I do love the classic poses. I do love the whole, uh, the whole point of it. And if we're going to do that, then let it be its own identity. If not, then 
give it a, a criteria that fits its own unique self. Because uh, I, I mm-hmm. think what what they've been doing with the classic physique is not where they're over dieting. They're more uh, they're still keeping that uh, classic bodybuilding look. And I think it's so funny because we think back to that time, and most of the pe- people we think about are enhanced individuals. So, you know, the irony in that is pretty inescapable. So. I'm 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 interested to see where they're going to go with this understanding. We can either have uh, a Jack Halverson. I know he's always willing to come on the show, or or Crystal Wilkerworth, or both, uh, on and see what's going to happen with that. What do you think of that? Is that is that a good enough answer? Yeah, it sounds like a good enough answer. Have we gotten any response from the listeners on what they think? Do they want to hear more, or is it just you and I yeah, that um, want to hear okay. more? Well, we we've got our tried and true Bill, Jake, and and, uh, and Bob, and all of them are saying there's not much difference other than the posing. Um, it does now classic physique, classic physique. I, well, I'm getting sad, getting it wrong now myself. Classic bodybuilding is uh, it does have some uh, different posing, so there is a different criteria, but they're wondering if it means that much for natural athletes when the expectancy of what we can present as an athlete athlete is basically what we have from day one. We just grow into it. So if they're going to get a specific criteria for it, I think that's wonderful. If if you have bodybuilding winning on both sides, it would come to the point of what's the point? I think, uh, the show where I saw him get it right was the Windy City Classic. And as much as people were upset with the outcome, the the true bodybuilder in bodybuilding was punished for classic bodybuilding because there should have been a criteria set, and it was. So we'll, I'm interested to see if that takes root or if we get keep seeing more of the same where bodybuilding is winning classic bodybuilding. And then it just goes to, you know, what's the point in having that division if the same guy is going to win? If the criteria for one yep. is the same as the other, then why are we doing it? It's a good question. It's a good question. Well, it looks like we got to get that show pulled together. And uh, I don't know if we'll get it answered, but we'll definitely have uh, a lot of good perspective that will be out there. So you guys in listener land, I, you know what, have your questions ready because I want to hear them. I think Kayla and I have been doing the lion's share of talking lately and not enough questions from listeners. So that back. let's get that I'm back. Let's get that going because that's what we want. We want, we want to be talking about what off. you want to be talking about, not just off. whatever it is that we want to talk about. Cause you know, Kayla and I can talk at nauseum about absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You haven't guessed that we can drag out any topic forever in a day without really saying a whole lot or saying a, hey, we too much. Ourselves. Let me say that. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we totally do. So we have, we have that skill set. And then you put us together, and oh, my goodness. Oh, You just yeah. don't even know what you're in for. You just don't even know. So before we go too far down that rabbit hole, I tell you what, 
I tell you what, Kaylin Patterson, I want you to tell us about the natural Viking. Oh, uh, wonderful show. Uh, I went in with an open mind, and I think God I did, because I had no idea what was going to happen at that show because I, I you know, I know Brian Berkland. We've uh, met many times at different shows. Uh, he's a coach. Uh, he, he shows up to the venues to support his clients, and he does that quite well. Um, just watching how he he cared. I mean, that was one of the things that you you tend to forget is when someone's active in a sport, you don't really get to see their true passion until they have a chance to take their breath, catch the breath, I should say. And I watched him do that. And, you know, to any idea to help the athlete, he was game. And, you know, one of the biggest things I had concerned over as a judge at that show was if I'd have time for interviews and if we'd be able to hold them over. And he made that well addressed. Uh, the people that were able to think, you know, because we got to go back to the understanding that you can't get everything you want right now in the times that we're living. As much as we'd like to keep everyone in the building, that's one of the few things we cannot do and still keep everyone safe from the virus or the spread of it. So for the people that I could interview, we did. The people that I couldn't, you know, I'm I'm really sorry. We'll have you on the show later on if uh, on the on P4P Real Talk if we get that chance or if that time comes available. But everything that we could possibly do without, you know, interfering with safety protocols, he was game to do. And I, I really appreciate all that he did. Uh, the the idea that it was set in stone that no one competing would have any firsthand connection to the judging panel. That was big and huge for me. I, I think that's a very big thing as much as, uh, I mean, it, it's a big community, but it's a small community because a lot of people know a lot of people and it's just one of the things in the game. It's the nature of the beast. I can't imagine a basketball game being played if every athlete couldn't have contact with someone they personally knew through some other avenue or arena. So, you know, we, we, he was mindful of that. Nobody was from the state on the judging panel. We were all out of state and, you know, just every possible thing to put the competitor at ease and knowing that their uh, passion wasn't going to be overrun by politics. And, you know, as you and I speak on that often, uh, that's one of the things we're always concerned about, especially when you have uh, some kind of connection. I know there's three people that don't give a rat's patoot how they're connected to them. They're not going to judge any differently because they love the sport that much. Uh, Keith Hunter is one, Earl the Pearl Schneider, and he had an athlete in a show, and he was incredibly critical on it because basically I taught you to do better and this is what you came to do, overthrowing everything that I taught you. So I saw that firsthand at a show. And then Steve Lacey is, is the third, where they're phenomenal judges no matter what. 
Uh, I couldn't say that for a lot of people. Well, Mike Newman would be one, but I don't know if he's ever presented, uh, coached anyone's state. Uh, he's he's uh, phenomenal in that as well. But, you know, other than that, it's been rare to where I didn't see someone have an affinity or an affection for the person they put on stage simply because they knew their backstory. But all of that was negated because Brian had made sure to make, make, make sure every athlete was at ease being on stage knowing they were going to be judged correctly with the criteria that was presented. Uh, Austin did a great job in the judges' meeting like Mike did at the Mayhem. So we were set in stone before any athlete ever hit stage. All of these things were addressed from the promoter with Mike Newman and the judging panel before any of that happened. How many times have we seen it where a show was super special because the judges knew exactly what they were looking for. Uh, Earl the Pearl Snyder, well, I just mentioned him, or he does that very well with the, the judges' meeting to make sure there's no question, there's no fear, there's no worry, no doubt. Judges, this is what's expected. This is what you look for. After that, it's on us. But beforehand, this is what you're supposed to be doing. If you screw it up, you're going to get checked. You know, it, it, And it's good to have that. If the judges are doing their job, then the athletes are taken care of. So I was very happy with everything that went down. Uh, like I said, I'd never been to that show. To be a part of it was very special. To watch all the things that he did reminded me of Joe Perez and uh, Leif Anderson when taking care of the athlete in the most special way possible. Anything they thought would be a great idea, they did it. I mean, it does. If you had competed, you would have finally gotten a sword. Uh, and you got the top five. <laughs> They, they got them, and uh, they, it was just a wonderful show. I, I can't speak well oh enough. Oh, my. The top five it. got swords, not just the winner. Yes, and medallions, and, you know, he, he, he gave them everything they, they worked for and then some. And I was awesome. very happy to see that because that's what makes the show special. Very good, very good. And it looks like it was a well-attended show. Like there were several um, competitors there. I know that when we had covered the Minnesota Mayhem, we thought that that was probably the largest attended show from an athlete perspective that we had uh, been a party to this year. How did the Viking compare to the Minnesota Mayhem athlete numbers? It it was very good. Uh, They weren't as high as a mayhem, but they still had five, six, nine uh, competitors in every category, so that was nice to see. And the spacing was done correctly. Judges uh, were spaced out as well, and they really enforced the, the safety code and safety protocols for people on stage, people in the audience, and the judges as well. So the spacing was very good. Uh, they definitely moved people out of the way that tried to not do it. <laughs> I mean, and they they weren't forceful in it, but they really said and 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 you know put their foot down. We'll shut this place down if you guys decide to uh, break uh, safety protocols because we're not going to take the hit. Do your due diligence and take care of everybody in attendance. So it it was on the athletes, it was on the the spectators. And it was on the judges. If you didn't want to wear your safety, uh, your mask, you got to go. And uh, I was really happy with that, too, because 
you know, the last thing you want is somebody losing out when you finally get to show day because somebody wants to basically be selfish and do what they want only and not what's best for everyone in attendance. And there you have it. So let's get on to the results. So bikini, and it looks like it was well represented like it always is, and uh, quite a few classes there, everything from 40-plus through uh, debut and novice, and just so we don't have folks confused, this was not a pro-am, so there was there were no pro-competitors. Um, so these were all amateurs that were eligible to earn pro cards if they had enough uh, individuals in their in their class. So when you hear open, again, that's amateur. There are no open classes in the pros. That's only in the amateur. You compete in the open to earn your pro card. So there you have it. All right. Hold on here. Okay. So 40-plus, Keeney. First place went to Angela Ebsen, and second place to Aaron Reynolds. Now, Aaron Reynolds, that name stands out to me. Is this the same Aaron we've seen on the figure stage in the past, or is this a different Aaron Reynolds? I think it was the same one because I, I remember looking and thinking, boy, she looks familiar, but I just could not place her bikini. So I think you're right. Okay, very good. So. And I'm surprised because she has competed in figure for so long yes. and has there done well You're there. Right. And right. then just to pop up on the bikini stage, I, uh, that's why I was curious. And I, you know, and, you know, more power to her if that's what she wanted to do. Um, I just was not expecting that. So congrats, right. congrats to both Angela and Aaron. Um, you know, just a little, just a little scuttle there, guys. You have to, you have to get these things, you have to get these things worked out. <laughs> All right, um, bikini debut. So debut, and you'll see different titles thrown around. Like for instance, when we were at the uh, Minnesota Mayhem, that's an INBA, PNBA, they would have called this the beginner class. And yeah. here in the OCB, you call it it's the debut class, but basically what it is are these are first-time competitors, have never been on a stage before anywhere, or at least that's the way it's supposed to work. And so this is their debut and or they are beginners. It's one in the same, so you'll probably hear that used interchangeably. And so with that being said, first no, no, place on, goes hold on, to – Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I've got to tell this story. Because there was a a 13-year-old at the show, so there were some young children there to support him. And they're young kids, so just mind you with this one, because one kid was super excited for this class, and I couldn't figure out why. He happened to be maybe four aisles back from the judging panel. And because of my poor vision without my glasses, my hearing has increased I'd say sevenfold. And I was just ch- chuckling for no business. And I tried not to get too loud because I had my mask on so nobody could see me laughing and, and shaking my head because this kid was really excited for this class. And he thought it was 
women who had incredibly great butts, the butt <laughs> class. And I just could not stop laughing because I was like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> you know, I'm thinking debut, but if you have a kid, you know, with the way they text and, and, and message each other, he was thinking it was all about the booty. So he was so super excited to see this debut class because he wanted to know why it was so spe- uh, spectacular. And I was thinking, oh, my, I never would have looked at it that way. But, you know, from a child's eyes and through a child's mind, there we are. Oh, my. So, yeah, he had the phonetics on that all wrong. Yes. <laughs> all wrong. Very much so. Uh, shoot. Well, and then, of I course, it was a, a female debut, debut class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First up, imagine how confused he would have been if it would have been a debut bodybuilding or something Oh, he didn't like want to see those. How he disappointed would he be? One. Yes. <laughs> That's humor. That's humor. I'm glad you shared that story. But anyway, bikini debut. First place went to Lily Monroe. So I want you guys to hold on to that name. Second place went to Polly Rogue. And third place went to Melanie Peters. So that's, you know, kind of a small debut class, but still, you know, well represented. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and hopefully, you know, our young friend was not disappointed with the, the caliber of glutes on the athletes. Um, but, you know, he no, had he so many bikini classes to, to sit through. He was probably just, you know, in a, uh, in, and uh, here's the thing in, about, and I, I, I'm glad you said that at the beginning, Des, because uh, if it had been beginner class and labeled as that, we would have had more. But people didn't know if debut was some something else in its own right. So you know gotcha. there was some that did the the novice that could have been in be in be, uh Well, I see, I'm messing it up myself. In debut, but they just didn't know that category because they've, they've been seeing other organizations listing it as beginner or first time, you know. So it, it, maybe that's something, you know, the OCB might want to look into is uh, really emphasizing what that class and category is. But it it would have been represented better. All right. Well, and there you have it. So then we move on to Bikini Novice, and this is you have competed before, but you have not necessarily Mm -hmm. placed in, you know, it used to be top three. I don't even know if that's the same criteria anymore. I would have to go back and read the particulars. It's only if if you you win. win. Okay. Okay, so that has changed a little bit. So in first place. Hold on. Hold on. I want to make sure we're clear since we're putting out real talk. If you win and there's more than just you winning that category. So if basically if you win by yourself alone and you get first place, that's not seen as a win against other competitors. Gotcha. So you can still gotcha. come back and compete again. There we go. In novice. There you go. Okay. In novice, yes. So, if you've never won and or not won against more than just yourself, you are yes. considered novice. So there you go. 
And and you don't have to compete in debut or beginner or whatever you want to call it or novice. You do not have to compete in those categories at all if you've never competed or if you've never won. Those are just opportunities for athletes to compete against other athletes that are of the same um, experience level, if you will. There you go. Because you could go straight That's to exactly open. what it is. So don't feel like you have to work your way through the ranks and that you have to compete in debut and then novice before you can compete in open because that's not the case. You can compete in all of those if you qualify or none. If you just want to go straight to the open and and call it good and see what you got, you can do that too. So anyway, just a little aside there. So getting back to Bikini Novice, because I keep saying I'm going to tell you what the placements are. First place, again, we have Lily Monroe. So she did well in debut. She came back. She also took Novice. Second place, Erin Reynolds. Uh, Third place, Kelsey Shortley. And fourth place, Sherry Stevens. So tell us a little bit about Lily. I'm going to assume, I have not seen any pictures, but she sounds like one of those that just has that level of physique right off the bat. Hold on. Let me update you, woman. I thought I had Okay, update me. Yeah. I thought I had sent you those. Obviously not. You may have, and I just didn't make it through all 27 photos. So the statement okay. is still correct that I have not seen photos. Of no, Lily. I, I, so I, I go ahead really and enough. tell us and tell us about her. Well, we had been given the criteria for what was expected for this class. And when she walked out, I said, well, that's the criteria perfect. That's always a good thing. Uh, so basically, and, and I, I – I, uh, had a chance to message Crystal Woods because if you look at some of those pictures in the backdrop, you'll see Crystal standing behind in that 13 foot banner. And I said, when we have exactly what we're looking for, if we're measuring her against Crystal Woods in the backdrop, now granted she's not Crystal Woods, but she was a phenomenal physique and she fits the criteria almost verbatim, which is always easy for judges. If that's what we're supposed to be looking for. And she fit it. So everyone else is basically either trying to match up to her or the banner. If that's the case, then you have first place already. I don't know why people say uh, that they're looking for someone that's either equal to that or whatever. If that's the, the person that's walking out there with the exact look that you're looking for, that's first place. And all the judges had an easy time with her. It was basically seeing who was second, third, fourth, and fifth. So, you know, she made our job easy. That's how well she came in with the criteria. She did her homework. She reminds me of a lot of good athletes that basically do their research for the organization. She happened to be one of them. And uh, I don't know if she said that during the, the interview or not because it, it, uh, it was a pretty hectic night when you're doing that fast-paced show, basically no in-between. So, you know, it was nice to, to get a chance to talk to her. But she was well prepared. I just said it like that. Very good. And in looking at these photos, it seems to me that the OCB criteria for bikini is different than the INBA, PNBA. Yes. Very I much so. feel like it's a little softer look. 
Yes, it is. And I would say, so then, um, you know, and again, we always say check with each organization to figure out what kind of criteria they're looking for. Because I would say if you were to match up the NANBF with the INBA, PNBA, and then also look at the OCB, you've got, you know, starting from left to right with the NANBF, you've got, for bikini anyway, a much harder look INBA, PNBA is in the middle, but they have a very specific expectation for a glute hamstring tie-in, which is not always called out in the judging criteria. So that is something in particular that that organization is looking for. And then the OCB um, seems to have a little softer look for bikini or the softest of the three organizations. Um, that mm-hmm. I was just talking about. So just an example to be sure that you go through and, you know, understand what your organization is Do looking for, for, you Do know, your, your best options. Do your homework. Do your homework. So there you go. So right now we've got Lily taking home gold, if you will, <laughs> lots of hardware in two classes. And now we're wow. moving on to the Bikini Open. So, again, the open category is um, depending on if it's a pro, a super pro qualifier, which means regardless of the number of athletes that are in there, you'll earn your pro card to where um, it could be if you just win your class, you could earn your pro card, or you have to win your class and win the overall in order to earn the pro card, and it varies across organizations and promoters as to how they run their show. In this particular show, there were two um, bikini open classes. They had short and tall, and so there was Mm -hmm. an overall winner for those. So we're going to start with bikini short. And first place, you guessed it, Lily Monroe took first place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second place in bikini short open was Angela Epson. Congratulations. Uh, Third place went to Kelsey Shortly. And then fourth place for bikini open short was Melanie Peters. So we've got Lily walking away with yet um, another first place. And then we move on to bikini open tall where you have Angie Kaufman took first place mm-hmm. there. Uh, Aaron Reynolds, second. Ashley Koutzer, third place. Polly Rogue, fourth. And then Sherry Stevens took fifth place. And your overall Bikini Open winner and newest OCB Bikini Pro Card holder, you guessed it, Lily Monroe. She came in, never competing before, and took a clean sweep through every class Everything. that she was in, including the overall. So I thank God that she had help because she had a lot of hardware to take out of that place. And, I mean, she, like I said, Brian Berkman spoiled those athletes right. They had multitudes of things to take home. And she had tubs of protein, uh, protein bars. Protein drinks. Uh, and, ugh, I can't even think of all this stuff. I don't know how many stores. The Battle Axe. Uh, she almost cut me with that thing. I'm, I'm glad that they had a cover on that. I'd have been <laughs> <such a trick. laughs> it's getting dangerous out there, Kalen. It's getting dangerous. Yes. What are you going to do? You know? You gotta, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
And um, and I, you know, Angie Kaufman, that name seems really familiar to me. And uh, now that I, it should, because now that I look at her photos there, um, I have seen her before. And she yeah, has been an uh, NAMBF competitor. She's an IPE competitor. So very interesting now that she's coming up through the ranks of the OCB. Mm-hmm. Well, and she, it just uh, goes to uh, to win in the different regions, and like in this time year and time, you know, you you really don't have much options for shows that you did uh, one year prior. So she basically wants to compete. She was ready to compete. Let me tell you, she was ready to compete. Um, yep. When you talk about criteria, she would have done very well in, in the IP as well as the uh, NGA. So, you know, that's why I'm saying uh, do your homework. I Thankfully, as one of the judges giving uh, judges feedback, I was able to reiterate that with her and let her know, you know, she she would have won on stage in the IPE, and she would have done really well in the NGA. But because of the criteria for what's being asked for in the OCB, she falls short because she just came in too hard. Yeah. And, you know, well, it fell short in the overall. So she still pulled it out in her oh, class. Yeah. But then, uh, which is interesting to me, which is which is interesting. Um, hmm. she, she could anyway. Pull. Now, no, yeah. I could, we could talk about that. I was one of the judges. I can tell you, she can pull her butt off. She's, she's not lacking in that department at all. She holds her own any on any stage. Let me tell you what. She worked that stage like a queen, and you could not take your eyes off of her. She knows how to work that stage. She's got great stage presence. Uh, Des, do you remember the Latina that went up against Misty Weatherford as yep. a man? Yep. She worked the stage like that. Mm-hmm. You could not see her on stage, and she knew how to work the, the audience. She knew how to do the hair flips. Everything you asked for in bikini as, as, on the pro level, she was doing on an amateur stage. So, you know, I, I don't think sometimes that the fans can appreciate what they're seeing and they're sometimes spoiled so rotten with the with the, the type of athlete that is presenting themselves at these shows. They don't realize how blessed they are to be in, the, in, in attendance live. She's one of those. Uh, she worked that stage from start to finish. And she never let up, and, and she reminded me of that fellow at the North American were even walking off stage. It was basically keeping form, keeping walk, everything. So that lets you know they're not afraid to, to pose for as long as they have to. They can be out there all day. Uh, she's also one of uh, Matt Burdess, uh client, so I'm not surprised mm-hmm. about the pose and, and, and holding the stage down. Mm-hmm. And there you have it. So good to see her back in the mix and on stage. Um, any last thoughts on bikini before we move on to figure? Yes. Um, Carl, if she's a pro in an organization, how can she compete on an amateur state? Uh, this is something we've talked about, Carl, so I, I'll, I'll say it again for anyone who's asking without asking, because Mike Newman always said, if one person asks it, there's ten people who think it. So, if you are, if some organizations allow pros from other organizations to compete on their stage, if you haven't come up through the ranks and earned your pro card through certain organizations, they don't allow it. So 
we have to. I, I, I remember Courtney Spade had to do that at the the NGA PPP during her pro card because they they don't accept it. So you know, it, it it depends on who you're working with and what organization. And like I said, do your homework. And and you did, and uh, she worked for it, and she she did really well when she was competing. Yep. I mean, we saw that uh, earlier this year with Jane Carlson. She was also an IPE pro, but when she competed at the OCB Skyview Classic, since the OCB does not recognize other organizations' pro status, she had to start through the amateur ranks as well. And some organizations, they require you to maintain your pro status, so if you let it lapse, then you do have to start over as well. So it's it's not always once a pro, always a pro, and that your pro status Um, will get you onto a pro stage everywhere. That's not the case. So that's just kind of how it works. But yet you have an instance then where a pro, and this comes down to criteria, so her posing was on point. I'm going to assume that the rest of the physiques on the stage were just not um, ready to overcome the the slight of criteria for her frame because yeah, you, you have, have a pro that. that goes up against a novice or a beginner, a first timer, and she doesn't win the overall because you, you can speak from the, a judge's point of view. Not, that been one. The beginner body fit the criteria better. Mm-hmm. So and that's how it that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, you know, even yeah. if even if a even if a physique is not quite on point with the criteria, if the rest of the competitors on stage are not close enough to overcome that deficit, then you have to go with, you know, the physique that is closer, even if it's a little harder than what you were looking for, and the posing's on point. That's oh, the way okay, it goes. Go. But then, in, this is a good one. and then, then, but in the overall, it didn't win. Yep, Kalen. Well, Jacob says it's like in boxing. If you've got a really powerful heavyweight, and they're fighting a lightweight or a super lightweight, as much as they have in talent, they just can't, can't overcome that knockout power. Good analogy, yeah. Jacob. I like that. And and that's what it comes yep. down to. Exactly what this was saying. So there you have it. I know it seems kind of confusing because if you're sitting there saying, well, she's a pro, but, you know, she's not quite on mark with the criteria for the OCB bikini, but she won her class, but she didn't win the overall. Like, what happened there? Well, that's what happened. That's what happened. Um, All right. So figure, and thanks for uh, bringing that up and sharing those questions, Kaylin. So it's good to have those. We want more of those. Mm -hmm. So figure, age 40 plus, congratulations to Carrie Teague. She is uh, first place and earned her pro card at the uh, Viking. Second place went to Dana Rodriguez and third place to Nancy North. So that's your figure 40 plus category. Um, figure debut. I don't know why that lady's name was so hard for everyone to say, but boy, we had a tough time with it. Which one? Nancy North. Nancy North. <laughs> you I had a lot of ends that. there. You had a lot of ends there. But then in figure debut, we have Aaron North. So was there any relation there? I think it was, but I, I didn't have a chance to follow up on that one. 
All right. Well, there we go. There's a little quinky dink there for you. So Aaron North won figure debut. And then we move into figure novice. So you have first place. Congratulations to Monique Msande. Uh, second place, oh Dana Wentzel. Woo. What's the, oh, my goodness, Monique? Yeah. Huh? Okay, sorry. Another one that fits criteria quite well. Oh, Monique. All right. Awesome. We'll hear more about her in just a second. Uh, third place, Erin North. We've got her there. Fourth place to Dana Rodriguez. And then fifth place went to Allison Roller. So talk to us about Monique. Uh, stage presence, for sure. Posing on point. Uh, physique, exactly what the criteria specifies. I mean, it's one of those where it's almost like you read it and you look up. And there's a living example standing there. So, and you know, there it all is. The judges did their due diligence. We knew what to look for, and that's why you know I've, I've had such issues with this uh, subjective statement because it basically it just tells me that somebody wasn't doing their homework. So, mm. if, if the criteria specifies everything you're asking for, and you look up and you see it, you're thanking God because that makes it easy to find out who's first place. And she, she was right there. Right there. Everyone else was either close to physique or, you know, not really at that level. At, uh, one was maybe, her closest one was maybe two, three weeks out. So I, I don't know if she jumped in there because of location or locale, but she was represented well. In, in, at any other show, a lot of them would have placed much better. But because of Monique being spot on, it's just it's hard to top that it's really hard to top that and then why would we be looking to top that when that's what the criteria is asking i mean how do you get more perfect than what's being asked so she was like an easy option as well awesome very good and it's and it's always it's always good to hear that hold on i'm switching thoughts here um. All right. So okay. then that takes us into uh, figure open. And uh, I don't know if you guys want to guess who was first place, especially after everything that Kaylin just said. But if you don't want to guess, then let me just tell you. Let me just tell you. It's our girl, Monique, again. She's taking first place in the figure open. There was just one class here, but there were nine um competitors in the class so Mm -hmm. more than enough to qualify for pro card so she is your newest ocb pro card winner from the viking uh second place went to pro card second Mm -hmm. place went to dana wentzel uh third to carrie teague fourth aaron north and fifth place went to allison roller now earlier when i said that carrie teague was also a pro winner she was a pro card winner for figure 40 plus. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times your masters or 40 plus categories, the winners in those classes will earn a pro card as a master's competitor. And then um, you have the figure open, which is for everybody else that does not qualify for masters because of the age requirement there. And sometimes you can see individuals that will win their pro card in the master's category and then turn around and win it in the open category because their physique is so on point. Yes. 
We do know yeah. somebody who did that. Yes. No, 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 yeah. Part of Team Austin. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> now here's the thing. Like I said, Brian Berglund, uh pulled out a lot of stops, but so did his sponsors. And then the women that were winning were getting gift cards and also leggings from uh, one of the sponsors' boutiques. I think it was uh, Beauty Beast or, or something like that. Mm. They want some leggings to, to have. So, you know, there was a lot of stuff that was coming out of these wins that were really special. And, and, and there was something to see that kind of involvement from sponsors. And we'll get to more sponsor stuff when we get to men's masters uh, bodybuilding, because I, I think uh, this is worth sharing as well. Oh, my gosh. And, guys, I I just, when I saw the lineup here, I mean, Kaylin, do you even know what I'm going to say here? I was just so excited. I was just so excited because my man, Renee Antrope Gonzalez, was in the show. And yes, if you ever hear me talk about my favorite just overall energy on the stage, I it's my man, Renee. It is my man, Renee, and I have to call him out because he's part of men's bodybuilding um, age 40 plus. He was not top five, but I am just tickled to death to see that he was there. And and tell me, Kaylin, was he there in true Renee fashion? Yes, would I was. have he been? I w- full of energy. He was ready. And just did he do his leg smack like he that, that he likes to do? Yes, yes. he did. All of that, and and then some. He had a great time up there. Love it. I just love watching him compete. So anyway, I was excited to see that he was there. So men's bodybuilding age 40 plus, and then, Kaylin, you'll have to tell us all about the the sponsor uh, spiffs that came along with this. But first place went to Greg Hosh. He earned his pro card here at the Viking. Uh, Second place, Chris Bazan. Third place to Nicholas Mabo. So Nicholas is making the rounds. He's competing, mm-hmm. you know, almost back-to-back here. Uh, fourth place, Eugene Olson. And then fifth place went to Michael Comro. So, I mean, what kind of what kind of gear were – I know you don't like when I use that word. What kind of uh, <laughs> tchotchkes, if you will, were the sponsors giving out to this class? Uh, I, I think I misspoke. It was the men's. What was it? Fifty plus. Oh yes. Did we have a, oh fifty plus. Okay. Yes, there is cash yes. prizes given for that. Yes. Is that where yes. we're going to? <laughs> That's okay. where we're going. To. All yes, right. Ma'am. So, so forty plus. We're gonna leave it at at the standings there. Greg Hosh earned his pro card, and Renee. I'm glad you were there in full spirit, my friend. I am glad. I'm sorry I missed it. I'm gonna to have to see if there are any videos of of you on stage, just so I can, just so I can get my fix. All right, men's bodybuilding debut. First place went to Shane Matzenbacher, and second place to Eric Matzenbacher. I'm surprised I even got go. it out, Kaylin. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving In second place Good job. went to Eric Gadias. There we go. Here we go. Now, men's wait. 
before I progress, any any side notes you want to offer up about men's bodybuilding age no, no. 40 plus or the debut? Okay, we're good. All no, right. Not at all. Now, all right. Now we're getting on to men's bodybuilding Masters Legends class 50 plus. And I was actually surprised to see that there was a cash payout here because generally that's reserved for the pros. But here you have a $1,000 cash payout. It did not come from where? They did not come from the promoter. It did not come the promoter. So these were sponsored. These were sponsored payouts. So first place got a thousand dollars, and second place earned three hundred. So congratulations to Chris Bazan. He was first place in Masters fifty plus, and he earned a thousand dollars. And then Eugene Olson took home three hundred dollars in second place in the fifty plus category. So that's exciting. Do you remember, Kaylin, how old the competitors actually were? Uh, 56, 7, and one was closer to 60. All right. They both so they were though. both in their late 50s. Yeah. So yeah. that's awesome yeah. that they were there. Very good. No, well, it, congratulations, guys. Yes. Uh, the thing that shocked me, and it's only – you, you got to love the guys, Dr. Fishin and his wife, Dr. Peter Fishin and his wife, were the ones that offered that prize. And that's simply because they love the fact that, you know, guys in their 50s and older are still staying true to natural bodybuilding and taking care of their health and wellness. And I think that's awesome. I, I, I was shocked to hear it when they said it because I was like, you know, you know as amateurs, that uh, they, the organization nor the promoter can give cash cash prizes because they're amateurs. That's only for the pro mm-hmm. stage. And for these guys to compete as amateurs and win like a pro, I mean, they act, they've actually won more than some of the pros have this year. So that was, like, really – I respect what he did. And, it like, you know, you're opening the door to keep the interest in the sport and keep the interest in people's health. And I'm thinking during this day and age, that's something that's vital, that's going to keep uh, people going longer and healthier so we don't have people succumbing to secondhand uh, diseases when their initial health is already at risk. So, you know, it, it goes bigger than bodybuilding, but we should be thinking that way and more progressively for health and wellness, and if this is what it takes to keep more people people healthy, then we're actually saving money and not losing. And there you have it. Just glad to see it, and I think that's fun. I think that's fun uh, that they the sponsors didn't know it they got up there. put that out there for them. So that's fantastic. Now, the next class, Men's Bodybuilding Novice. Now, I'm not sure if I am reading this correctly, but there was a pro card awarded to the novice class? No, I I think that's... Or is that a typo? That's a typo. All right. Okay. That's what I was questioning, and if it's a typo, then we're going to just leave that right word as as a typo. But... First place went to Shane Motzenbacher, so he uh, won in debut, and he won in novice as well. Second place went to Hunter Kolveski. 
third, Eric Gadea. You know Hunter. What did you say, my dear? You remember? I said you remember Hunter. <laughs> Do I remember Hunter? Yes, he was at the man. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. The last name I wasn't recognizing, though. But, you know, um, we didn't have names necessarily with uh, the athletes on the judging sheets, and we only had first names. So, okay, cool. So he's another one making the rounds, competing relatively back-to-back. And uh, so yeah. good for you, Hunter. Second place showing. All right. Third place, Eric Gadea. Fourth place, Noah Gibson. And fifth place in men's bodybuilding novice, my man, Renee. And there you yes. go. I tell you what. Okay, so this is, this is, I bet he did. This is pretty cool that there were two basically full classes of men's bodybuilding open. So we have the mm-hmm. short and tall. So I'm glad to see um, all of the all of the men that were competing there. So first place in men's bodybuilding open short went to Craig Hotch. And second place, Bazan. Third place went to Shane Matzenbacher. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Fourth place, Nicholas Mabo. And fifth place, Joe Mixon. Talk to me about uh, talk to me about this class, Kaylin. I um I'm interested, especially with Joe coming in fifth. Yeah, um, you know it, it's you you don't know who you know who's going to show up until you get on stage, and uh, you know it, it if you're not sure about posing uh, with tan, get the, the tanner at the building because it's so hard to watch people that aren't being represented at their best simply because their tan isn't showing their best. I know this firsthand. I've lived it. It's a horrible feeling, especially when you, that's the only thing that keeps you from winning. And I know it sounds strange that that's the point, but the judge can only score what they see. And if they can't see it, they can't. So this is one of those where, where it fell under that. A lot of good physiques on stage, and if yours isn't represented to your absolute best when you're going up against a great group, it's it's just hard. And 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 believe me, it's not easy for a judge to 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 have to do that. But you know what you see backstage is not what you see on stage, and you can't cost the people who did their job to to fulfill the criteria that's expected. And, uh, you know, this is one of those groups where that fell under. Mm, Gotcha. All right. Very good. Very good. And you know what? I also find it very interesting. So Chris Bazan, he was our Masters Legend Class 50-plus winner, and here he is still representing second place. So I think that's awesome in Mm -hmm. the uh, men's bodybuilding open short. Um, Okay. Also in the tall and then – Guys, I'm sorry, we're not going to make it through the entire um, roster tonight, so we will have to finish um, walking through this. I know on another show, but quickly let me at least finish up Men's Bodybuilding Open. So first place went to Daniel Kennedy. Second place, Michael McGuire. 
Third place, Eric Gaudet. Uh, fourth place, Hunter Kolvesky. And fifth place went to Michael Comroe with Daniel Kennedy being your pro card winner overall, men's bodybuilding open winner over Greg Hosh, who was your men's bodybuilding short winner. So congratulations, Daniel, on being the newest uh, OCB uh men's pro card holder so that is awesome big class there and uh just throwing it down did i I send you a picture of him uh you more than likely you did more than likely you did and we have to let me get you we have to get all of these posted on the midwest muscle uh he's got glutes on his glutes that that's how well (laughs) This guy was looking. Just an yes, amazing he did. glutes on his glutes. Yep. Just and there insane. you have it. There you have it. He's got it. Phil Ricardo legs. For anybody that's listening, he's got legs that are like Phil Ricardo. Just very full. Thick on thick on thick. Yes. Tree trunks. Tree yes, trunks. And he knows All right, Kalen. He's got legs, and he knows how to pose. He's got oh, yeah, legs. He's there you go. All right. There you have it. All right, guys, last yeah. thoughts on tonight. Well, I know Snickerdoodle played a part in some of these winners. <laughs> so shout out to uh, – all of the uh, natural Viking competitors and um, and all of the cast and crew that put that show on. That is awesome. We will finish this up in the future. Might have to be next week because we already have a guest booked for Thursday. So you're going to want to tune in. But on behalf of all of our natties out there that are making the most of this crazy competitive season, your body is a temple. So let's build it.